Hi, my name is Body. I am a music producer and this is the Learn Music Podcast, where every Tuesday I will upload a new episode that can help you becoming a better music producer. In this episode, I will teach you the four mixing styles that made the history of music. Actually, before to start the episode, if you are a music producer, singer or rapper, pay close attention to what I'm gonna say right now. To all the singers and rappers, I wanna remind you that I have a ton of beats on my website that you can download for free in WAV format. These beats doesn't have a voice tag, so you can download them and sing or rap immediately. The website is www.buddingmusic.com To all the music producers out there, I offer to you two free sample packs every week on my website, www.buddingmusic.com The first one is relative to the new song I release every week, and the other one is relative to my series of sample packs. They contain professional sounds to make your production really stand out. But the content for you is not finished. I also make YouTube tutorials every week and Instagram, Facebook, Twitter and TikTok content every day where you can learn all the things that you have to know about music production. They are all free resources. Now back to the podcast you've been wanting to listen. So, once upon a time, engineers worked for one particular studio, and one of the reasons a client would book time there was to get the services of that particular engineer. Because the engineer was tied to a specific region of the world, a unique mixing style for that area developed. Much like what happened with the music. And thanks to the engineer and clients exchanging tips and tricks with one another. As a result, Up until the late 80 or so, it was easy to tell where a record was made, just by the sound of the mix. Today, there is less of a distinction than there, used to be between the mixing styles of different areas. There has been a homogenization of styles in recent years, mostly because engineers now mix in a variety of locations around the world, and many have relocated to new areas, transplanting their mixing styles along the way. So today you will learn the history of the four main mixing styles, the difference between them and the New York compression trick. That said, the mixing styles of today can be traced to four major styles from the past, where most mixes fell into one of them, New York, Los Angeles, London and Nashville. If you listen to records from 80s and 90s, you can distinctly hear these styles. So the first, New York style. The New York style used to be perhaps the easiest to identify because it featured a lot of compression, which makes the mix very punchy and aggressive. In many cases, the compressed instruments, mostly the rhythm section, are even recompressed several times along the way. It seems that every New York engineer used the same trick, which is to send the drums, sometimes with the bass, into a couple of buses, send at some true compressors, squeeze to taste, then add back a judicious amount of this compressed rhythm section to the mix, through a couple of channels. This effect can be enhanced even further by boosting the high and low frequencies. Also, I made a full slide deck on Instagram on how to use the New York compression trick, so you can see it on instagram.com slash budding underscore music. The second, London style. The London Sound was a high-layered musical event that borrowed from the New York style in that it would be pretty compressed, 
but add multiple effects layers that put each instrument into its own distinct sonic environment. Although musical arrangement is important to any good mix, it's even more so a distinctive characteristic of a London mix. What this means is that many mix elements appear at different times during a mix, some for effect and some to change the dynamics of the song. Each new element will be in its own environment and, as a result, will have a different ambient perspective. A perfect example of this will be Hugh Padgham's work with the police or just about anything produced by Trevor Horn, such as Cell or Grace Jones or Yes, Honer of a Lonely Heart. The third, LA style. The LA style exhibited a somewhat more natural sound, which, although compressed, is done to a less obvious degree than the New York style. There is also less effects layering than the London style, but a good bit of delayed reverb is added. The LA style has always tried to capture a musical event and then sonically augmented it, rather than recreate it. Some good examples will be any of the Dubby Brothers or Van Allen hits of the 70s and 80s. Fourth, the Nashville style. Nashville has gone through various phases through the years, where the mixing style has evolved. At one point in time, the mixes were so dependent on the artist that the vocal sat way out in front of the music bed sometimes, almost to the point where they both seemed almost disconnected. The Nashville style today has evolved, from what it was during the 60s and the 70s, to become much more like the modern compressed version of the LA style of the 70s. Nowadays, there's far less difference between styles than there was during the 50s to the 80s, but variation still do exist. Although the style difference blur on most music, electronic dance music still has considerable variation divided around the traditional geographic boundaries of New York, LA and London, with additional pockets in major cities around the world. So let's now talk about other styles. Increased globalization has had its effect on regional styles. Where once upon a time Philadelphia, Memphis, Ohio, Miami and San Francisco are all sub-styles of the Big Four, the globetrotting lifestyle of most A-list engineers in the 90s caused a homogenization of these regional styles. Where at one time most studios had house engineers, the market became predominantly made up of freelancers that frequently traveled from studio to studio and project to project. Where at one time an engineer might change studios but remain located in a specific area all his working life, it becomes commonplace for an engineer to relocate to several major media centers during the course of his career. Because of this movement, a cross-pollination of styles started to blur the distinction between the big four in the 90s. Today, the differences are far fewer than they used to be. Now everyone uses pretty much the same gear, which wasn't true in the heyday of analog. During those years, a studio in each city had a different gear list, from consoles to monitors to tape machines to outboard gear. As a result, everyone had to work a little differently. So the style, as well as the city musical environment, was different as a result. Not so anymore. As a result, the distinction between mixing styles will be less and less as the years go on. Where the difference will remain is in the philosophy that's handed down from the 18 mixers of each city to their assistants. Because there are 
fewer real commercial studios these days, there are fewer assistants learning a particular style as a result. Thanks to the internet and books, and I will say podcasts like this, the styles have become more or less the same. Thank you so much for the attention, guys. For more content, remember to follow me on all the social media platforms. My name is Budding Music, and feel free to go to my website and download all the sample pack for free. Also remember to tune in the next week. The next episode will be about how to create mixing effect channels like the pros. Always on Tuesday, always on the Learn Music Podcast. See you the next time. Ciao!